Okay, so this one is for all you business owners out there, whether you are freelancing or a small business of some sort. This next podcast uh, episode we did with Abigail and Emily from The Boss Project. Now, they are internet famous for creating Trello, which if you are any sort of business owner, I'm sure you've heard of Trello. I've used it myself. It's great for delegating tasks. Um, But we talk about how to get $60,000 additional revenue in six weeks without it being like scammy and all that kind of stuff. And then we also talk about like building out a high touch signature service and what that includes. Um, I know that these are a lot of like buzzwords and all that kind of stuff. But take a listen because I think they really hit on some topics that I think business owners need to consider and ways of thinking a lot. I've learned a lot that business owners, it, a lot of it has to do with how you're thinking of things and what you're missing that's living right in front of you. So take a listen. Hey, Slay Nation. Welcome back to another episode of the So She Slays podcast. I'm your co-host. Well, co-host sometimes. Chauncey tends to join me. But Heather, I am here interviewing uh, Abigail and Emily. They are from The Boss Project. Now, they have been seen like in Huffington Post, Forbes, Inc., Marie Claire. But I know that you know this program that they they uh, created, Trello. Okay, we all use it. I feel like everybody I talk to uses this program because it has definitely helped in the delegating factors of our business. Um, So we are here with some experts right now. Go ahead and intro yourselves a little, ladies. Yeah. Hey, I'm Abigail. And I'm Emily. And we're the co-founders of Boss Project. So like she mentioned, we are definitely a little internet famous for our program, Trello for Business. And we've had the opportunity of teaching over 10,000 small business owners how to grow their businesses online um, and really generate the financial uh, backing to not just survive, but thrive. We really want to have more women in business have the financial freedom to make the choices to live the life they want. And we run our entire business with a life first philosophy and really teach our clients to do the same thing. So thank you so much for having us on the show. We're excited to be here. Oh my gosh. Right. Um, and I, I know we can definitely touch on the life first kind of things because I think, uh, especially after the pandemic, everybody's kind of reorganizing themselves, yeah. right? And putting putting themselves first and realizing that the grind and hustle culture is good once in a while, but it is not a way of life that we all need to be living 24-7. Nope. <laughs> so today's topics, we're going to kind of touch on two different things and we're just going to jump right into it because you you all know that your girl loves efficiency. Um, <laughs> so let's just jump right in. We're going to talk about how to get uh, $60,000 additional revenue in six weeks. Now I know that sounds a little crazy because <laughs> everybody's like, wait, what? How, how do I do that without becoming like a scheme of some sort, right? <laughs> so, Not scheming us. Ladies, ladies, answer this question. <laughs> yes. Well, and what's what's funny now is, so the, the 60K in contracted revenue is literally just from one client's testimonial from scripts that we helped her create. Um, overall, through our clients who've used those scripts, I mean, like over a hundred, probably over $200,000 now in combined contract revenue. Uh, we put together basically a workflow of how to lovingly but firmly reach out in a customized approach to your existing client base 
past clients or referrals, using your clients to get those referrals in a way to increase contracted revenue. So this is after we already worked our client through what we do is like a pricing audit and offer audit. And we have a proprietary calculator that Abigail built herself because she is that numbers. Ow, ow. Uh-huh. <laughs> Her superpower is strategic data driven design. And it's all starts with that calculator. And so we worked our clients through that, which basically shows you a couple of things about your offer. Is it priced right? Not just for like what it is and how much time you're putting into it, but what you're delivering and what your goals are financially, how much time you want to put into your business. Do you have team members or not? Is any of this able to outsource? Like we take in all those factors and outspits this beautiful number of what you could be charged for that offer and what you could be including in that. How much time does it need to take you? Once all of that stuff kind of spits out and gives you facts, then we're able to make some changes with your offer and with your messaging in order to create a refined offer from what you've already been offering. So then the scripts come in because they're the conversations that you're having with your literal existing clients we all know that there's more money available with people you've already worked with or are currently working with rather than converting a new lead. And if y'all are in the same market I'm in right now, leads are a little bit harder to come by these days than they historically have been in the past. So I would rather tap into the resources that I already have access to, to be able to have higher conversions and get more contracts. So that's the like bird's eye view of what that is. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Break down more okay. Can we, can we break it down into bite-sized chunks a little bit yeah, more? Because I absolutely. think, yeah, I, I think that'd be super useful because I mean, even, even myself, I'm just like, wow, that's a lot of money to try and get from your clients already. Yeah. So I, you know, in terms of what it, does it look like? Most people are basing their pricing on a couple of factors. They're basing their pricing either on a value-based system. What do they think it's worth? Um, or what are their competitors selling it for? Or they are attempting to price the time that they're giving their projects. Um, and so they're they're averaging out, oh, oh, I can deliver this project in four hours, which by the way is usually a lie. They usually don't account enough time in the first place. So they're like saying it's gonna take four hours. It really takes them 10, but they're pricing based on four. And then on top of that, they're not taking into the fact that to run a business not only do you need to get paid for delivering the work right then, but you need to get paid when you are visioning within your business. You need to get paid when you are booking discovery calls and sales calls. You need to get paid when you're taking the day off. You need to get paid for your health insurance. You need to get paid for all of those things. And so we want to holistically look at what does it really cost to operate your business with margin? Like, how do you build in enough margin so that you are pricing effectively? Now, does this mean that sometimes you get a number and you're like, I don't know if my current offer realistically fits in this package? That's okay. We can, at that point, adjust down the deliverables or adjust up the deliverables to create more value. You know, there's lots of options for how you repackage. But ultimately, in this very specific instance, we were working with a client named Bonnie. And Bonnie is running a social media agency. With that, she typically has 
contracts with her clients that span over many months. Um, but like many, per many people in the service based industry, um, you tend to not like to rattle boats. And you're like, I've been working with this set of clients for a long time. I'm not sure I want to make even though you're paying me $75 a month, I don't really feel like I can just I don't know I should be Well, no, I mean, yeah, nobody wants to be like that person. They're like, okay, I got to let them know that I'm raising my prices. Ugh. Right. Well, here's the thing though. Would you do it if you could capture 60,000 extra in six weeks? Because that's exactly what Bonnie did. All she did, all she did was talk to six of her existing clients about price adjustments to and her guess contract. how many said okay to the new price a hundred percent of them six of them <laughs> wow yes. okay I think a lot of and, and this kind of goes into the mindset thing too as far as business goes right because we're all afraid of that rejection mm -hmm. what if they don't, what if not only do they reject me but now they don't want to work with me yeah. yeah. Well, and it happened for yeah. Bonnie. <laughs> yeah. Bonnie's had it happen. We've had other clients have that happen where they attempt to renegotiate and, and the client panics a little bit. And, but that's, that doesn't mean you have to immediately dismantle the relationship you've built. The goal of these is really to assess where are you at in this relationship? How do you need to tackle this specific conversation? I think with any good script, it's not about just copy pasting it and sending it all to every single client. You really have to be mindful of what's your individual relationship. With some of them, do you need to hop on the phone? With some of them, do you need to schedule a Zoom call? With some of them, is a quick email enough? Like, what does your relationship look like and how can you tackle it? We have another client. She's uh, an interior designer. She works on brand new build houses. And she has historically based her pricing on a square foot basis. Um, but she landed in the lug. She started with like, you know, kind of cookie cutter houses. I was going to say like the model homes. homes the right? model yeah. homes. <laughs> and so she had her price. And she ended up in the luxury market, but she hadn't adjusted her pricing. And so she was getting so in the weeds with clients that she was wasting so much time and she was getting really frustrated about how much time and energy she was pouring into the client job. And so we had a really like stern conversation with her about, well, is there actually anything wrong with how much pushback you're getting? Or is it simply that you're not getting paid enough for those projects? And if you were getting paid appropriately, would you not necessarily mind the revisions? And for her, it was, it was a very easy, oh, yeah, if I was getting paid, I like, I think they're reasonable requests. Like they're not actually crazy, but I'm over here scraping shit together because I, I don't, I'm not getting paid enough. I'm not getting paid enough. <laughs> and so she went to her builder and said, I'm doubling my prices. And her builder panicked. They well, freaked the F out. <laughs> I feel like that's natural, right? Because yep. if, even if you flip the script, right? And we're the client and we're like, um, oh, what? Yeah, we wouldn't <laughs> want that on. That would panic yeah. us. And so the, the funny thing is though, like we're in the luxury market. Her price in the grand scheme of someone building their home was like less than 1% of the home's value. Like it's a really small light item for this entire build. And so her doubling her price it definitely makes a difference to the builder because the builder, you know, if they are in the middle of contracts, they don't want to have to go renegotiate with the people. But here's what happened. It was, it was honestly not that crazy. She gave her some cool down time. 
She gave her some time to just process. A week later, they had a follow-up conversation. They agreed to meet halfway in the middle. She's since raised her price. So she's 150% of her old price with an agreement on January 1st, it will be 200% of what she's currently getting paid. It's a timeline. You get what you want and you give the flexibility of communication and timeline. And then ultimately, you know, and you're confident going into the months and years that you're going to be priced appropriately. That one that one negotiation will completely double this woman's company. Like, Oh my gosh. Overnight. Yeah. So it's worth, so like to all the imposter syndrome or the fear around what people say, like it's worth it every time, because one of the things that we have to let go in our headspace, and this is something we worked Bonnie through is that as soon as you shift into the mentality of wanting to scale your service-based business and you've you've reached six figures, a little over six figures by yourself, but you're like, this isn't sustainable. Like I can't take on any more clients. So I need to generate revenue within the clients that I do have or the connections that I do have. When you start looking at it like that, what opens up for you is more headspace around getting back to your zone of genius, prioritizing how you actually show up for your clients, recognizing that you don't, you're not in the quantity game anymore. You used to be when you were lower priced. That's how a lot of us start. And I love that for us. But as soon as you're scaling, that headspace needs to shift into how can I serve deeper, have bigger results, impact greater for my clients. And that involves working with less people, but making more money. The thing though, with all of that, that's funny is like, so often people get caught up in, I can't imagine raising my rates. Like that just like makes me so anxious. But then on the flip side, every, every time, every client we've walked this through every single time, they are so relieved with the pricing changes that all of a sudden their client experience is like none other because now they finally have the time and headspace to dedicate to the clients in the way they want to. And with the example of that interior designer that's working on new homes, all of a sudden feeling all this pressure of like, oh, I don't want to do any revisions because I'm not getting paid enough turns into let's have like a leisurely luxury experience around building the home of your dreams. And it's completely shifted her mindset as to like, how she's even walking in the room with these clients. Cause before it was a moment of dread every time she had a meeting. And now it's a, I get to design homes that people want to live in for the rest of their life. And I, I think that's such a gift to like, when you're getting paid adequately and you're financially stable, when you get to the point where you get freedom of choice for how you get to treat your clients, the world opens up for you. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. I, I, like you said, your energy shifts, your confidence shifts, your mindset shifts. Um, and I mean, if those are not reasons enough other than just getting more money, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know what is, (laughs) I don't know what other reasons you can have for that. Um, it's so interesting to me too, that you are, you're kind of just, you're not focusing on the volume of it. it. It's just like, Hey, these are the people I work with already. Um, I know how they operate. I know their brand. I know what they're trying to do. And then I'm just going to dig deeper and be like, this is like, we can turn this into a better relationship where I can deliver higher quality things. We get more time, so on and so forth. Yeah. Cause what we see with literally every client is that 
after you have developed your expertise, you've been in business for a minute, you've scaled yourself to six figures, whatever stage that you're at, and you're at this opportunity of like, okay, yeah, I'm ready to, to ask more for my current clients. What you've been delivering them historically isn't necessarily in alignment with the results that you know that they need to achieve the outcome that they say that they want. Typically, you start with a smorgasbord of things. It's probably all a cart. It's this maxed with this and mixed with this. And you're like, why am I still providing this deliverable when I know, because I'm the expert, that it's not going to provide the result that they want. And so mm. what I love is the opportunity for you to actually dig deep into here's what you said that you wanted when we first started. How are we achieving that together? What does that look like? The market changes for every industry, design, marketing, uh, interior and web, like literally anything. And so what you maybe have offered that client a year ago, are those the actual deliverables you need to be giving them right now to achieve the thing that you said? And I love an opportunity to be able to serve better and and provide bigger results and this provides that container to do so yeah and I think part of it is moving from I'm selling a set of features or a set of deliverables to I'm selling a result and I'm ensuring that it includes everything you need to get there and people buy results way more than they buy features like, oh let's, yeah. Let's <laughs> oh just, yeah. Let's just take the internet for example. Um, did anyone think a vacuum company should sell a blow dryer? Probably not. Like, I don't think so. But do you think everyone who bought the fucking Dyson blow dryer bought the Dyson blow dryer because it had the most like streamlined airflow of all the blow dryers on the market? No, they bought it because TikTok was like literally spamming you with a million girls who had these blowout hair and you're just like, I want to look like that. And it's you're so FOMO. It gets, girl, you're it gets me every time. Okay. And so whether you bought the blow dryer or not is not my point. Okay. My point is you're not buying the features and you, you do this in everyday life all the time. But the moment you go to sell your own thing, you start talking about the features. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. I like it. Stop it. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I love the fact that, um, we're, we're pushing this and we're talking about this because I think so many times, at least when you're initially starting, it's very easy to just be like, okay, well, it, it is what I'm doing worth what I'm asking. And you don't want to ask too much and you don't want to like, be like, well, I'm never going to get this price and I'm not going to, you know, blah, 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 right? We already talked about imposter syndrome coming in through and like all of these thoughts. So that also kind of goes back to my mindset factor of, you know, when you have your business and you're first starting out, like I, I think, I think your your own result, right? You're playing to your own result uh, as to what it is that you want for your life and how you want to live and how you want to conduct business. So, I mean, the same principle could almost be applied, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so I want to go ahead and uh, touch on the second part of my question that I have for you is, you know, we talked about reaching deeper into the clients that we already have and, and creating more of an experience with them and providing, you know, <clears throat> a lot more in-depth uh, services and ways to help them. But let's talk about building out a high uh, touch signature service. Now, I know everybody's like, wait, what do you mean high touch? What do you mean signature service? These are all things I don't know. Can we, um, can we touch on those? 
Yeah. So ultimately what we like to do is take the thing that you're already an expert at that you've already been offering and refine it. We've talked about some of the exercises that we go through with our clients in order to do this, because what, what we're not doing is reinventing the wheel and starting from scratch and having you learn a new set of skills and market in a whole new way. We're leaning on skills that you already have. The high touch signature service comes into a factor when we start paying attention to the entire journey from start to finish. So prospects to leads, leads to clients, clients to referring you to other clients and everything that happens in between. So the high touch factor of the service is touching you on all of those touch points, not just here's your deliverables. Okay, now we're done. It's literally everything from I'm kind of interested in what this person is doing to raising your hand to hopping on a call to the sales process that happens in between to serving them amazingly with communications and workflows and clear next steps about um, deliverables and revisions or whatever your service provides all the way through wrapping up and nurturing, even when they're a post client. So you can snag those referrals, or I don't know, just be a human being that's interested in people that you've worked with before. Because again, we are in the business of serving over marketing every single time. And so if we start to look at all of the journeys that our clients, our prospects, our leads go through as an experience that we can be strategic, that we can increase conversions on, that we can automate a part of the process, that's like that's what the high touch signature service involves. It's all of those pieces. It's not just your offer. It's how you talk about it, get people interested, sell it, deliver it, and everything in between. I think the problem I see most entrepreneurs facing is when they're building out their service, they're, they end up going down one of two roads. I see the people that have a true talent. They are like, they're basically an artist at their the service in which they provide. And they're great at delivering on the thing. But then what happens is they end up in this ridiculous cycle of like, working so hard on the client work that they wake up one day and they're like, I don't have any more clients. And then they're like panicking and like trying to go back through the sales cycle to get enough people to like keep going. But then they focus on the service and like their whole other part of their business dies off. And they end up in this like up down cycle where feast or famine, like income is all over the place. Or <laughs> what ends up happening is you start a business because you have something you're decent at. But surprise, surprise, you're actually way better at sales than you are at delivering the service. And so people will just sell all day long and then have a shitty experience on the back end and never get quality referrals because they're really talking, talking it up and they're not necessarily delivering on the things they're saying. And what we want to do is help people on both ends of the spectrum. I don't care if sales is your genius or your service is your genius. Let's priced appropriately because a lot of shit happens and falls into place when you're priced appropriately because now you have the time to adequately spend on every part of the experience from the moment some dis someone discovers you to the moment you wrap a project and they refer you to someone else and when you can truly have the time and energy to focus on every step of the process over time you're going to need systems to support you. you're going to need systems to back you up and automate pieces of that and eventually you're going to need a team to back you up to support different aspects if you truly are that salesperson you're probably going to need a team to help you deliver 
if it, you know, if you are the person that's amazing at delivering the service, you can refine your sales process. I usually don't suggest hiring a salesperson right away. I think that's a much, much more advanced strategy, but you can have systems to back you up so that you don't lose people in the funnel. Cause here's what happens when you're so focused on delivering the service. Oh, I was on the phone with someone. She's like, yeah, I don't really tend to answer my email if I don't think the project will work out. And like, they never even bothered to like have the meeting in the first place. I'm just over here like, no, because you just never know. Like you never know, like what they said in that initial email could be garbage. Like maybe they have a budget that's actually 10 times that, but they're not even fully aware of what you could do for them or how you could work with them. And so we want to treat all leads the same, equal opportunity working with this company, right? And we're going to nurture them all the way through. And so we want to help you create systems that are really going to make sure everyone has the same experience. Well, and we also have a process that where you can get paid on leads that you don't even want to work with. That's a whole other tangent. <laughs> anyway. Oh my gosh. I feel like that can be a whole other tangent. And uh, I mean, I know that y'all have a podcast yourself. So please tell me that that's a subject on one of your, t- on one of your we episodes. We talk about literally everything when it comes to selling and, and marketing or the whole space of being a, a high achiever service provider over on the strategy hour. You should definitely listen. Yeah, definitely. Um, Because I feel like there's a lot of elements to, to business owners. Now I talk a lot about um, the mindset and the self-awareness that comes with that, yeah. right? Because, uh, you got to fix that too. That's like, a, that's another sector you cannot ignore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Absolutely. a holistic experience. Yes, <laughs> most definitely. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so I really, I love to leave our podcast with action items, uh, or words of wisdom, that kind of stuff. So we talked about, you know, creating additional revenue a lot with just the clients that you have and then creating that high touch signature service. What are some words of wisdom, maybe some action items business owners can take when trying to achieve or look at both of these things that we've talked about? Yeah. So first of all, if you're interested in those scripts, we have, we have them available for you. If you'd like a little sneak peek at some of the things we're giving our clients directly, you can go to bossproject.com slash script dash vault, um, and get a hold of those. Um, but there's so many other ways to like really learn and dive deeper. We want to make sure that you feel equipped, like literally send us a DM, like, Go to Boss Project on Instagram and say, I heard you on the She Slays podcast and I need help. Like, great. Let's have a conversation. I want to help you from start to finish and really identify what are your opportunities here? Um, but if you're not sure where to start, then I I genuinely recommend a training of ours. Um, we really talk about what does it look like to refine that service? What does it look like to add those automations and get the support you need and how do all those things work together? Um, And so if you're interested in that, I got another easy link for you. You can go to bossproject.com slash scale and we can, we have a short little application, mostly so I, I love 
all the details about y'all's businesses. Um, I told you she's data-driven strategist. So she's going to take know. the info you give us. She's going to be like, beep, boop, bop. If you do this, here's what could happen. Yeah, like I don't really want a machine over we're here. Not, we're not going into this conversation blind, okay? Right. I want to know all the things. What do you do? What are the problems? How can I help? Um, and I really want to help you create an individualized approach. So don't hesitate to reach out. Like we are here to help you every step of the way. Emily, what do you have to add to this? Well, I was going to say that the way that we at least tackle it, and, and you can literally do this by first diving into the podcast, by snagging those those op, that scripts for free, literally free, uh, th- we kind of break down the, the way that we work with our clients in a process of first, generally, in growing revenue is everyone's goal, no matter where you're at in business. You need to identify what lever you need to pull that's going to actually impact the revenue growth because just saying, I need more money, typically we go to, I need more clients. And if we don't have enough time to serve those clients, then we go, okay, I need to hire then. And it's just this loop of like, okay, but how do I hire? And I don't want to waste my money and I don't want to make the mistake, but I need more clients, but I need help. And it's just this loop that we just get trapped in all the time. So I really want you to take a pause and first assess like, really, what is the lever that needs to be pulled in order for you to grow revenue? Is it using something like the scripts to just get some cash injection from the clients that you're already serving? Great. Let's start there. Let's get some cash. Then you're going to have a little bit of a sigh of relief and confidence in yourself that you can tweak what you've already got going on. And then you can take the next step. And that step for you might be systems within your client experience. Maybe you do realize, oh, I'm not creating a a referable process here or experience. And I know what I deliver is great, but how I'm doing it could be refined. Then let's look into automations, workflows, a CRM and a project management system that's going to connect everything for you to actually deliver amazing things. Okay. If you've got that down pat, but you're having leads that you're not talking to in your inbox, then we need to address those systems. There's a system and experience that we can create for anything. And so I really want you to start to just audit kind of where you're at. Like what is the actual lever, chase the breadcrumbs that you can pull that's going to provide the results that you're looking for right now and then seek a resource just for that thing specifically. Take it one step at a time, prove concept and then tackle the next thing. Yeah, and I'm always a big believer in if you don't know yourself like what to do or how to do it, you just know something is off. I, I am a full-fledged believer in taking some classes, going to school, uh, learning or getting a mentorship or, you know, seeking out people such as yourself to help in that. Because the thing is, is like a lot of times we're, we're sitting here and we're trying to figure it out ourselves, right? And that takes up even more time and more effort and more energy. And then it seems like it's this huge mountain that we can't even begin to process or let alone climb. So go get help. Okay, go get help. That's why, you know, you have experts. That's why they're here to help. Um, so I highly recommend by yourself. Oh my Find someone. Oh my God. It doesn't have to be us, but I would love it to be us because I love you. So hang out with someone. <laughs> Seriously, go get some help. Uh, it's not as hard or as big of a mountain as what your mind is telling you it is. Right. Um, right. Okay. So where can people find you? How can they keep in touch? Yeah. yeah. So, so like, you like listening to podcasts. So start there, go to the strategy hour, wherever you listen to podcasts, we have <laughs> been on the air for over five years. So there's like nearly 700 episodes for you to dig into. Start at the most recent though, and work your way back. Those are like, we get better at our job. So like start at the good stuff and then you can work backwards. Um, 
send Abby a DM over on Instagram, like immediately after listening to this episode, go say, Hey, be the flower sprout that raises your hand and gets attention. Go to boss project on Instagram, slide into our DMS and say, Hey, so we can chat about your thoughts from the show. What lever you think you need to pull where you're at, what questions you have to identify where you're at. We'd love to help you with that for real. Go to the training, like Abby said, bossproject.com slash scale, go snag those scripts. What was it? Bossproject.com slash script dash vault. Yes. Those are free. They're like our best ones that have generated that. Um, What else? No, I was just going to say, if you're like craving, you know, all this sounds great, but I'm a little burnout doing it all myself. Great. Oh, we do that too. We do that too. (laughs) We have a, we have a wait list. You can go to bossproject.com slash wait list. We have a whole variety of done for you services for every aspect of the prospect and client sales journey, everything across that spectrum. So we're here to help and can't wait to chat with you. (laughs) If you can't tell, I like to talk. So (laughs) (laughs) we love it. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate all your words of wisdom. And like they said, go, go check them out. I think they have lots and lots of things to offer all y'all, especially if you're in business too. You don't need to be burnt out and you don't need to be in this hustle grind mindset. You can put your life first and still get the things that you want out of your life. Well, thank you so much, Slay Nation. And until next time, we'll catch you later. Bye.